following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Okay, well, you start. Wait, do we want to start? Uh, we got to start over now. No, we can keep it. No, it's fine. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back to the Star <laughs> Night Theater Podcast. Episode 27 is sponsored by JDS Electrical, Inc., licensed and insured. Call 716-523-2711 for all your electrical needs. All right, I'm your host, Alex. <laughs> we still have not gotten that transition now. <laughs> I think we should just start this. Over. No, okay, I like okay. it. I like it. We're raw. It's raw. We're starting this the same exact way we said the last one. <laughs> I said something might have been raw. You didn't and... even introduce yourself. Come on. I'm DJ Swartz. It's <laughs> <laughs> episode 27. We are sponsored by JDS Electric. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> okay, this, yeah. is, this is our second episode in one week. And we're all tired. Yeah, and it's Friday. It's a, it's six o'clock on a Friday. Um, mentally, I'm fried. I literally have nothing going on in my brain, so I don't know what's going to happen so, this episode. Great time to have a podcast. It's it's great. <laughs> uh, I've been working really hard at the theater, and so is our guest. So let's introduce our guest right now, right? Our guest. <laughs> oh, God, this is... I was asking you. Why me? Jared! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's Jared. Yeah, so Jared and I have been working at the theater all week. Literally all week. All weekend, all week. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just, I'm fried. I'm completely burnt. (laughs) I don't don't think I've ever been this tired in my entire life. Yeah, you both called off work today. Two days in a row. Two days in a row for both of us. We got to the theater yesterday at 6 in the morning. I don't wake up past 7 usually, so I was up at 5 o'clock, and uh, we worked until rehearsal, and did rehearsal, and I am I am just, there's nothing, like like that scene from Spongebob when the, the milk pours over in Patrick's head, that is me. <laughs> that's all that's happening up there. So I don't know how deep we're going to get in this one. I don't know, we're, we're only two minutes in, and I'm already feeling like we need to edit <laughs> Wow. All right. It's because I'm here. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on social media. Sorry, Night Theater. Oh, my God. We didn't do that last time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can we segue to the beef? Can we get into the beef? All right. So last episode, we recorded Monday night at 7. We went from 7 to like 9 something. And, oh, um, yeah. Okay. I know where this is going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the end of last episode, there was a cliffhanger. Um. I never got my Carabas Italian trio. <laughs> I'll come right out. And, I'll come right out and say it. I was, I was honestly half considering like driving to Carabas before we started tonight <laughs> just God. to get your Italian trio. You guys wow. would be having a heart to heart, and you hear in the background. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't let you eat it. You don't like chewing. 
I know. So I and then I I couldn't let it go to waste. So then I'd have to eat it first, and we'd have to record. <laughs> and then I would just be so much more sluggish, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be happier. You just hear. It. <sighs> um, yeah. So my beef is Carabas. Truthfully, my that's Carabas my beef. Carabas or DoorDash? Both. Okay. Okay. I put the order in at like ten in the morning or whatever time I put it in. Because I had the genius idea to have it. I've been craving it all rehearsal. You put it in at ten in the morning? It was like ten or eleven in the morning. No wonder why. It probably got lost in translation. Lost. I'm I'm putting I it mean, in earlier, saying... so it's it's you know about it. You're like I yeah. got to get this man his trio because he he wants it at eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I figure that's the way they think. It's not the way they think. And then, yeah, I get a text from DoorDash like, yeah, no, we're refunding you. It's it's not happening. And I gave a nice tip. So I don't know. It's not like there wasn't a dasher for it. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Maybe Something, they ate it. That would drive me up a wall. <laughs> I just wanted my – is that too much to ask for? <laughs> Are we at a point in our lives where an Italian trio is too much to ask for? Because I don't want to be on this planet if that's, if that's what it is. <laughs> I just – I wanted my, my lasagna – my Alfredo. What's the other thing? It sounds like a lot. You don't even know what it is anymore. I I'm I tell you I mentally fried chicken parm. Chicken parm is the best part of it. Never got it. Um, yeah, that's that's what I wanted. Couldn't you just like order it today, the next day? Tomorrow? I'm trying to limit my DoorDash usage, oh. and then also like I was so in the mood for that. I woke up. Oh. I'm like, I know I want Italian food today. <laughs> I haven't had that craving since. It's turned me off to Italian food. <laughs> I also feel like it's impossible for you to limit your DoorDash stuff right now, considering yeah. we're True. opening this week. Yeah. Oh, God. I just said that out loud. Opening July 27th, Thursday. Be Can there. Be that? there. Be there. I can't. No, I can't believe it, truthfully. I am excited for Monday and Tuesday when we show it. That's when, when my dad's coming, my mom's coming, and Joanne's coming. Jesse might uh, be there. I'm not sure yet. And that's just going to be like the biggest, I don't know. Oh, if that's, Jesse's there, that'll be cool. I've never met him before, so. Yeah. Yeah. That, I don't know. Like, that'll Sponsored be the biggest weight off my JDS shoulders. Sponsored by JDS Electrical. Sponsored by JDS Electrical. <laughs> Shout out. That'll be the biggest weight off my shoulders because like, I, I really hope that they like it and don't feel let down that, you know, I've spent all summer doing this and the hours we're putting in and they see it and they're like, What? Like that that's my biggest fear. I don't think they would react that way. I think they're gonna have a lot of constructive criticism though. Constructive is, is good though. Yeah. Yeah, know, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. I don't I don't see, uh foresee your parents coming in and being like, Oh yeah, this, this sucks, trash. you're never doing it again. <laughs> I don't yeah, I mean they're they're always honest, which I appreciate and need. You need honesty in your life. So I hope I mean I know they'll be honest, but I hope it's just I hope they like it. Because I, I do enjoy the show. I do. I sit up. I watch it. I enjoy it. The parts that go right. I mean, there's parts that'll drive you crazy, but that's that's always going to happen with any show you do. So, I genuinely enjoy it, and I hope that they do as well. Because I mean, I've I tell everyone who's come and watched it, like I I've seen this 400 times. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I have anymore. It's just like it's the same thing. I've seen it. I think no matter what, being obviously being your parents and the people who have kind of. Not kind of, but the people who have given you all the knowledge that you have right now, I think more than anything, they're just going to be proud enough to see that you have a a finished product in such a short amount of time, and especially when it comes to something like Sondheim, which is incredibly difficult. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm excited to share it with them, but that'll be the biggest weight off my shoulders, and then 
it'll let us know if we're ready for Thursday and so on. Which I mean, right now we are. I know we are, but it's it's I don't know. It's all, you always get to this point when you do anything, and it's you, I don't know what I have. You need the fresh eyes. <laughs> yeah, I because I I see like I sent Tracy a picture of the set, or her and I were talking about the set, and I'm like, oh my god, I have this 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 to do, and she's like, yeah, okay, but like take a step back and like look at it. She's like, it's beautiful, and and that's what everyone's gonna notice. But it's like when you work on it and you put so many hours in, like you notice all the little little pieces that aren't perfect and you notice all that stuff. So that's again, that's where I'm at. I'm just noticing all the imperfections in, in the show itself and the 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 set and the music and all of it. So I don't know. And then they just don't have your Italian trio ready for you. <laughs> and then I come oh, yeah. home after that and there's no Italian trio waiting for me. What am I supposed to do? So Jim Stakeout came in and they saved the day. Oh, Jim Stakeout. Oh, shout out, Jim. Shout out, Jim. <laughs> shout out, Mr. Stakeout. I, I appreciate it. In my time of need, in my lowest point, <laughs> I know I could count on them for a, a nice Jim's famous steak sub. You can also count on them for being able to use the bathroom, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't know you knew that story. Yeah, didn't you tell it? <laughs> Maybe you didn't tell it on the podcast. Oh, not this podcast. Oh, I told okay. it on Dan's podcast. Oh, I then I listened to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> go go listen to your average ordinary podcast. Uh, we're on, yeah. It was Ryan, Callum, Ben, and I on an episode, and that went south immediately. Yeah, immediately, it goes south. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah. Jim, Sta- they are. They're always there for me. Jim, stake out. Thank you. Sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsor <laughs> just sponsor us with three subs. I'll I'll shout your name out every night if I get a free sub a week. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much extra business you'd you know <laughs> garner up for them. I don't know. Maybe Jim Stakeout. Go to Jim Stakeout if you're listening. Does Jim Stakeout have a slogan? Eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to sponsor us now. Uh, Jim Stakeout. We got the steak. That's too close to Arby's. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, get your steak out. Okay, this is not yeah, theater. Jim's steak <laughs> out. This isn't going anywhere. Okay, do you have any beef? James, James steak out. <laughs> James steak out. Jimothy steak out. Um, oh my god, do I have any beef? Um, Jim Stakeout does. I do, I do have beef. I do have beef. <laughs> Jim Stakeout has plenty of beef. Um, my beef, I'm going to call out all of my family members that I know are going to listen to this right now that aren't coming to the show, or at least have not confirmed <laughs> whether or not they've come decided that they're going to come to the show, because I have told them on multiple occasions what the dates are. I have even sent to my mass family group text, my, my mom's entire side of the family, a picture of the poster. And then on Facebook, I posted the the last time that uh, Tracy posted the the whole, like, schedule of everything. Yeah. Um, I shared that, and then in the body of the actual text, I said, if you don't come to this, you're dead to me. <laughs> and there are still people that have not confirmed whether or not they will be seeing the show. So my beef is with them. I like that beef. I like that wow. beef. It is overdone beef. It has yeah. been stewing for too long. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I hope they show. I hope they do, too. Me, too. Because if they don't, I'm not going to their children's birthday parties. <laughs> there it is. Hannah. <laughs> your son's birthday party is tomorrow. <laughs> this is not going to be up till Monday. <laughs> your son's birthday party was two days ago. You're lucky I was even there for two hours. <laughs> do they normally come to your stuff? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, uh, I think my brother was the last one that came to one of my shows, and it was in fall of 2013. See, that's tough because that happens with me, too. I, yeah. I'm always like, oh, I, I want like everyone I know to see this. And I'm like, oh, wait, everyone I know is in the cast. So <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. it doesn't matter. And my my extended family sometimes comes. Yeah, I have that issue too. Yeah. Although, yeah, never mind. I no <laughs> no. <laughs> there there were. <laughs> to avoid this, this is not fair. We just called no, out just, our families. I know. Um, no, I told I told my entire family about this, and my mom said she was going to order tickets for everyone. So hopefully they will come. Not all of my siblings <laughs> always show up, but on in their defense. I am not the best at telling them, especially if I. Um, we gotta have a conversation about your uh, PR skills, there, Alex. <laughs> if you what, I want to hear this. The end of the sentence. I don't know. Never mind. I'm waiting. No. Go on. I don't know. I just thought of a second half to my beef, though. So you better hurry up. No, honestly, I just like. I think I just. I don't know. Never mind. I'm. I. I would like to know what your thought process is. Uh, it's not happening. I I'm, I I'm tired like you. I can't think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, there was more to it. My mom, my mom, is <laughs> <laughs> she actually made it a point? She's like for their bir- so my siblings, um, four of them, three are in July. One th- one is in August. Their birthdays, oh, wow. and she said for their birthdays, she's gonna get them tickets to Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them the choice. <laughs> oh, that's cute. It's I love so, that. Yeah. So hopefully they will be showing and their significant others and my nieces and nephews. I love so that. So that's a lot. Yeah. That would be great. Mm-hmm. I would love this show to be the most viewed show we've ever done. Uh, well, you're you're dreaming. Lottie and Bernice is still a thing. I know. Lottie and Bernice is, I think, all in the top five. I think it's all L and B's. Wow. I know it. I know it, but Joseph, it's like Lottie and Bernice, 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 Joseph, Joseph, Lottie and Bernice, and then like two other musicals. <laughs> so, I mean, musicals are somewhat represented there, so we might have a shot. Okay. Well, we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. I mean, I think Sweeney Todd is a huge one for people who are into theater, so hopefully. Obviously. They'll... With the size of our audition turnout, as soon as people saw Sweeney Todd, they were like, I gotta be in this. And then, you know, half of them aren't in it anymore. Yeah, we lost we lost a lot a lot of troops along the way. But I I like I just keep thinking about how, how new the cast is and I'm excited another reason I'm excited for my parents to see it is because like I they've heard Jenna sing once because she was in, in nonsense too. But like that was it. So like they have a small sample size of what this cast can do. So I'm excited for them to come and like this whole new um, life is being breathed into it. And then also like Jill Anderson, who uh, has choreographed and been in like the past, I don't know, like 10, 12 musicals or something. Uh, she's been like the face of the musicals. And now like this is her first not being here. So it is like a complete 
transition in the whole other direction. So I, I think it'll be really cool for them to see it and see how many new people we have. And um, even the ensemble. I mean, there's Alex, who this is your first musical. Mm-hmm. The VJ is not in the ensemble, but like this is his second musical, first time singing on stage. Oh, my God. And he's, Wait, what was he's his first musical? Blowing people away. He was in Shout. But he was just like the, the oh, announcing right. voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I feel like maybe that doesn't count. But and, like they know Julie. Besides that... I mean that's yeah. I mean all your dad's scene of me is the the little bit that I did in Here We Sit. Yeah, and even acting wise, yeah, like that's like all of that is like a very small sample size of everyone. So I'm I am excited and like Sean. Last thing was was Henry, which he did great in, but this is a complete opposite of that. And Jenna hasn't played something like this ever with us. I mean. So she's like, great. like she's fantastic. She's, yeah, she's absolutely like she's. I told her last night, and there are going to be people listening to this. They're going to feel like I'm offending them, but I told her she is like the most talented person on that stage, like mm-hmm. hands down. She's just blowing everyone out of the water. She has so many like small little nuances to her character, and all those little decisions that she makes that like brings Mrs. Lovett to life. And from a performer standpoint, I appreciate how much work that takes to yeah. have all those separate beats in her head and remember okay i have to make this facial expression this movement and sing this note at the exact same time the people in the audience are going to be like oh that was really good but the people that understand how much effort goes into developing a character it's that's like that's superstar level right there her and her and sean and i i feel like maybe i don't say it enough but they are just a, a joy to watch yeah. on stage, and and their their chemistry together is fantastic. Uh, and you see them throughout every. They're happy together. They're sad together. One's happy, one's sad, and like it, it, it always changes. And every time they're just they're on point. Every time, so like I, I, I just I love both of them and and everything they've done and the work. Yeah, they are just yeah. working insanely hard on on building these characters and who they are and. Sean's facial expressions, I, Ellie said it, I think it was Ellie or Sean or Liz, one of them, uh, just talking about how, how great his facial expressions are and now the lights are on it. So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I always knew Jenna could do it. She just, she embodies Mrs. Lovin <laughs> like no one else. I feel like you, you take uh, the movie version and she just plays it more so how I think the character would be than how Helena Bonham Carter does. Now, see, I like I her know, yeah. portrayal probably the best. I'm not talking Jenna. I'm talking just like <clears throat> Helena Bonham Carter or Angela Lansbury or the one I just saw at Ashford uh, or any of the other YouTube ones I saw where they play the instruments on stage or whatever. I, I think I like Helena Bonham Carter the best just because... I always wanted the character to not be just a goofball, and and Jenna does a great job of mixing it. Yeah, where, that's what I mean too. And and the the Burton movie, like she's not a goofball; mm. she's just she's more serious. But like I like that because I, I just I prefer a more serious character. But then Jenna's doing a great job of of blurring the line and and having these really funny moments, but like still grounding it and still being uh, capable of of putting on a great performance that you feel something for. Because, like, everyone said on the Broadway one, oh, love it, sold the show, love it, sold the show, blah, blah, blah. But for all the wrong reasons. So if she can seal the show for the right reasons, go ahead, take the show and keep running. Like, that's fine, but do it the right way. And and 
everyone, every all the 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 main cast are fighting to steal the main show or to steal the show, and it's it's fun to watch because everyone's doing so well. And then the ensemble comes in, and it's like its own piece, which I really enjoy. So I'm I am excited for to to, to share this and and get this out in the world because everyone's working their butts off. Yeah, I mean, let but. Let's put Sweeney to bed. You're gonna have a lot of talking about it over the next couple of weeks. I know, I know, but it's I know it's so hard because it's all that's on our mind right now. Realistically, it's all that's happening up here. I don't, I don't have anything in my mind besides Sweeney Todd. I, yeah. I was singing Jesus Christ Superstar earlier. Yeah, and an Italian trio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I almost started singing Italian trio in Jesus Christ Superstar way, but I can't give that away for free. Can't can't do that. Uh, it's better than what we've been singing when we've been building the sets. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll just keep that between the two of us. Six in the morning, man. Six. We're there at six in the morning. Yeah, you two are crazy. Yeah. People don't understand how much work actually goes into this kind of stuff behind the scenes unless they're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it. We we're not a, a professional. Let's make a ton of money and pay all our actors company we're a community theater and we don't have the people that we can just you know point at the stage and say we want this built here and then we walk out the door and come back two days later and it's magically there right we do it all ourselves and it's exhausting but it makes it that much more rewarding when we can actually put it all together because then we're not just saying oh the performance is a result of our hard work it's the whole production is is the result of our collaboration with each other yeah and that's something my dad used to get mad about i mean still does and i i never got it until i directed something i'm oh, sorry and then like like it really happened with frankenstein was the biggest where it's like i want to or halloween dreams i guess like i put all this work into it i want to sit down afterwards and talk to you about it i want you to say oh it sucked and this is why or oh it was fantastic and this is why or i really like this i like i i want to have like an actual conversation with you about it because i've literally put my life into it these past couple months and so when somebody walks out like oh that was cute and that's it it's like like that's worse than just coming up to me and saying this was the worst thing i've ever seen because blah 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 right i'd rather you do that because it's like okay something happened there was some kind of connection not the connection i was hoping for but there's something and so many people just be like, yeah, good, good stuff. Like, yeah, what does know, it mean? Yeah, you know it's kind of like just fluff yeah. for them to say that because they right. don't have something better to say. Right. And just like just say, I don't know, say something. And and I've I've gotten, oh, yeah, that, that, that was cute. And I know he has. And he's just like, okay, yep, right, right. All months and months of work. And losing sleep and calling off of work and losing actual money. Uh, and, oh, that was cute. Like, just just kill me. Just Next time, just <laughs> bring out a knife and stab me. Because that that's the worst thing you could say. That's how it feels every night during notes when nobody gives me notes. <laughs> give me notes, DJ. I give you notes. I've given you notes. You gave me, like, two notes and it was the other night. Yeah. <laughs> Those are notes. And it was just, notes like, full time. There's a lot of extra music because this MTI track is horrible. <laughs> notes are notes, man. Okay, before we put Sweeney to rest, you you have to at least talk to us about your experience. What do you mean about my? Okay, so my experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yours. What do you mean about my experience? Just being a part of it. Being a part of it. Walk us through auditions. Walk us through. Oh, dear. Okay, well, can we start? Can we start with here we sit? 
Sure. Yeah, we can start with here. Let's start. Okay, here we go. <laughs> let me lay out, let me lay something out for you. What if you start with here we sit, or kind of the start of start of how you started with the company? Oh boy. And then we 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 do that, and then we'll go back in time after that, and then just how you started in acting. Okay. But right now we'll just focus on us. All right. So I started. Uh, specifically with the company, so get ready. This is a real humdinger. Um, humdinger. So I, I'm not really. I'm, I'm an open book. I don't hide what's going on in my life at all. Uh, so most people in the company and most people in my life outside of the building know that I went through a divorce at the beginning of the calendar year, and it had been a while since I had been on stage, and I was actually like reaching out to people that I used to know and used to perform with. Um, and I also was kind of apologizing to people that I was doing that, like I had, I had hurt or I had done wrong to in the past. And I don't know if like my brain was prepping for me to make some kind of stupid decision. Um, but one of those people happened to be DeJay. So I reached out to her, shout out to Jay. And I just kind of said, you know, this is what's going on. We caught up, um, reconnecting with old friends is always phenomenal. And She's like, you need to get back on the stage. So I had seen a couple of times. I had seen the the Sweeney Todd stuff posted that you guys were going to be uh, be doing that this summer, and it just happened to come across my my newsfeed because you know how you know social media works. When you say something out loud, suddenly advertisements and stuff right. is popping up. And right. Facebook's like, oh, suggested page. You know, Starry Night Theater. I'm like, oh, cool. So I click on it, and I see, you know, here we sit auditions coming up. So I text Jay. I'm like, I want to do this. Do you want to come with me? And she's like, yeah, sure. So we, we showed up to the uh, here we sit auditions. And in some kind of long, convoluted way that I don't need to get, like, super de- in detail about, the this company has really, like, given me my life back, my personality, like, who I was. Like, I'm learning to love myself again. And I'm learning to love my craft again. And if anybody ever questions why I wake up at 5.30 to go and work from 6 a.m. until whatever time we left last night, it's partially because I feel like I owe it to the building because it has saved my life. And in other ways, it's just what I love to do. And the fact that I've found a, a place where I can do it consistently with people that I like spending time with, like there's, there's no, better, no better place to be than there. So that's how I uh, got. That's how you got stuck with me. Uh, <laughs> darn, <laughs> darn. Um, but the here we said auditions were were really different. Yeah, um, yeah, they were. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. Uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't even talking about that. It wasn't even in my mind. And then yeah, that. Um, so I had been used to like downtown Buffalo type auditions where you walk in, give them your name throw a headshot resume at them and give them a monologue and then walk out and either never hear back from them again or get a phone call like, hey, come read again. And then, you know, same thing. But sitting in front of everyone and reading scenes together and not just, you know, it's all, it's all cold read, which I feel like cold read is one of the hardest type of audition to do because you don't have time to rehearse it. Right. So people really don't get to see what you can do on the stage completely. Um. But having everyone do all these big reaction pieces after the first night of auditions, I was super, I was super excited, but I was also super nervous. I'm like, there's so many people that showed up and there's only a handful of actors according to, you know, the, the audition call. Mm -hmm. 
and I remember being on the phone with DJ, and I'm like, I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to be in this. I'm, I told her she was going to be in it because she freaking killed the the actor's <laughs> meltdown the first time you guys had her read it. But I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be in this. There were so many people there, and so many you know, so many normal people there that that they know and they trust. Like, and I'm just some weird looking long gangly white dude that walks in uh but then the the list went up and i was excited and then when we went in for our first read through you know i i had a couple of small things to do but i was just so freaking happy to be there and with the way that the show is structured i was on stage pretty much the whole time anyway so i just got to play and i don't i know it was last episode you talked about you know, just doing those shows just for for us, just for the actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need that, and that's exactly what it was. It was just a bunch of us playing and having fun with our friends and making new friends and meeting new people. And um, it was it was exactly the type of experience that I needed coming back to the stage because it reminded me of all the fun of it before. You know, we jumped into a monster like Sweeney Todd, right? And now we're putting in. You know, it's still fun, but we're putting in so much more effort. Um, but then the, the Sweeney Todd auditions, you know, that here we sit was a great run, uh, a lot of laughs. There were too many times on stage during actual performances that I had to try not to break <laughs> Right. because, okay. In Uber ushers at the end, I would sit, I was sitting behind Ari and when your dad would sneeze, <laughs> Ari would turn around and look at me and she would just smile. <laughs> she was trying not to laugh. And I had to take the program in my hand and put it over my mouth. I'm like, you can't do that. She's like, I can't help it. I'm not going to laugh towards the audience. So I'm laughing. Um, I broke so many times on that stage. Uh, when when Paul and I kind of added in that little bit where i kept eating the celery after he told everyone to put it away oh my god that reminds me ben found celery the other day that's like the fourth bag we found with the celery in it still yeah well it wasn't really celery it was like black slush yeah 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 Yeah. honestly one of them was mine so yeah one of them was yours all my clothes are right in a pile under it so but you know it wasn't mine because i ate i finished the celery every night after we got off stage the first thing i did was put the celery in my mouth (laughs) and finish it um (laughs) but but with the with the celery uh bit that I, i just kept eating it and paul kept you know put it away all of it and i'd spit it into the bag it, I made myself laugh, and that that wasn't for the audience. The audience liked it, but it was for me because I just – I'm an idiot. No, yeah, that was so much of the show. It's just like I don't – you can laugh, you can not laugh, but like <laughs> this is so stupid. I want to do it. Yeah. And and like it would make Callum or Ryan or Ben laugh, so it's like that's worth right. it. And that's – that's something that that really solidified my desire to stay with you guys was – the level of creative freedom that we have as actors, as long as we stay within a reasonable bound. Yeah. Like it, it, it it makes it so my character is always my own. Yes. It's never like a director that says, no, you got to say the line this way. You got to say the line this way. If you want us to say something a specific way, you'll suggest it. But I don't think I've ever really heard you give a note like that because for the most part, we all have pretty good instincts when it comes to that kind of stuff. Right. But also, why take away somebody's unique characterization of Sweeney or the judge or Mrs. Lovett? We're doing it the way that, that we feel like the character would do it. Yeah. And from your standpoint, 
if it fits, it fits. Right. There's no reason to change it. And there could be like a crucial like, okay, I can't make a comment until I see how this character starts and ends. So it's like I, I don't know. Like they could say a line kind of weird, but it's like maybe it comes back in the end. And and so often it does. Like I don't think people understand the amount of work and effort. Like every line has to be said a certain way. Um, like like how we talked about Jenna earlier. Like a- every line that she's saying has a purpose, has a reason. The, the how she's saying it has a purpose, has a reason. So it's like stuff like that is like okay. Then I'll come in and be like, no, actually, completely change how you say this. And then it throws off the entire character that she built. It's like you are building this character because I know you can, because I trust that you can. So like, again, I, I've talked about this before, but like that—that's just more proof. Yeah. And then the 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 Sweeney auditions came up, and I was super super nervous the whole time. Um, I have a heavy music background, but I haven't auditioned and just randomly burst out into song in front of strangers and so on. <laughs> so I'm not even kidding. I was sitting down in the basement waiting for my uh, my audition, and I'm like, I don't even know what song I'm going to do. I'm like, I don't even know which, which of these songs. I, I didn't pick the right one. I know that because I'm like, I don't know if I know any of these well enough. But I had also been rehearsing with karaoke tracks, and then I asked Sean to play live with me, which was a mistake. Um, advice to anybody listening, don't change how you're going to audition the last second <laughs> right um but clearly i did something at least somewhat right because here i am as you know judge turnip and <laughs> turnip <laughs> dj turnip um, but i just i i'm so incredibly grateful to be a part of a company that cares as much about the people that walk in the door as they do the character that gets portrayed on the stage because you can't have one without the other. Sure. Yeah, that's where I'm at. All right. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that was very sentimental. Yeah. All right. Well, deeper I'll, than I thought we'd get. <laughs> I'll turn yeah, yeah. off the sentimental. <laughs> no, I appreciate that because that's, I don't know. And, and I'm trying to remember back to here we said auditions and that's just like a distant memory from this point so like i can't we were sitting in the back i sort of remember and yeah i was trying to think of my first impression of you but i can't remember that far back i'm i'm just a generic guy do you remember who you read for um i only read i think i think one thing on the first night Maybe maybe two, but they were very small. I had one of the lines when we did the first, the um, dueling audiences. And then I don't even remember what the, what the second. You, you read three. You read the director. I, I read that, I think, the second night. Okay. okay. I read the director the see, second I, yeah, night I can't because I was like, I didn't get to read enough, so I went back the second night. And I'm like, mm. you know, they got to at least see that I'm capable of <laughs> reading the script, not just a sentence here or there. Um, I, know, I know I did that. And then I think, yeah, okay, so I did, I did the director in what the audience is thinking. I read that once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I also read the 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 casting director as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I again those auditions were 
felt like forever ago. Yeah, so they really. Yeah. Which one was which night? But I know I think I did one one night, one the other, um, and then just that one kind of line in the in the opening scene. Um, I do remember, and this is something that I, I really wish that like people would would shut their mouths about in the theater community in this area. I do remember I had a preconceived notion going in from what people had said in the past that Ghostlight was this super like exclusive, you have to know somebody to, to get cast, you could show what? up an audition, but it's probably a waste of your time. And, and that's clearly not the case because how many people, like you're relatively new in terms of when did you come in, 2018? Yep. Mm-hmm. Curious Savage. I know. I listen to the podcast. Wow. um, (laughs) But that's just, that's that's wrong. I mean, I, it's, it's strange for me to think about how a couple months ago, and I, I, like, it was Carla's last show. You guys had so much, you only had so much time left with her. Right. In that capacity. You guys wanted to spend as much time as you could with your group. Yeah. And... I kind of I saw that and I'm like I gotta respect that I'm not gonna try to butt in the middle of anything you know light conversation here or there comments in passing never tried to force myself into the group and it uh, I think we had, we had talked about it and you you mentioned it on last episode we had talked about it in the the basement me you and Jenna about how people come and go from the company so frequently right that sometimes there's like that fear of attachment like you don't want to attach yourself to somebody if they're just going to walk out the door in two three months right and then you're never going to talk to them again or they'll come back in a couple of years for another show and then they disappear like why and in, why invest that much personal time and effort beyond the stage um but now it's it's obvious that i'm here and, and trustworthy and trying to put like trying to earn my keep in the building. Like this isn't just your dad said at the members meeting. Now that you know we're members, it's we're we're all part of it. It's it's yeah. our company. We we're all responsible for taking care of it. Um, and that's why I will come to crew at nine a.m. and then if we stay until three o'clock, if we stay until ten o'clock, like we did last weekend, we'll do it. Right. You know, there's right. there's an ownership to it. I've invested time and, you know, a small amount of literal money and a lot of blood. Like, I, like <laughs> I stabbed myself in the wrist with a freaking screw, which was some ghost stuff. I know I did not put those screws standing on their heads. But we were also there for 12 hours at that point. So there's a really good chance. I don't know I what I was doing yesterday. <laughs> DJ got mad at me yesterday. Not really, but he got mad at me yesterday because in the oven... We have we we put the fog machine in the oven, <laughs> and we put the fire lights in the oven, and I was like hot box in the oven with the fog machine. I would like stop in the middle. Why? Of, when oh, we would just we'd be working on something, and he's like, okay, I'm um yeah, and then like he just start like walking towards the oven, and then you would just hear the fog machine going, and so I'm like, oh my god, and and then the one time I I looked in there, I pulled him open. And I couldn't see anything. So I'm like, oh, he's not in here. Like, he's just running the fog to test it. And then eventually it cleared. And he's just <laughs> sitting in the middle of the oven, surrounded by layers and layers of thick fog. <laughs> That's where we're done. Our, our minds are we're, completely melted. But it was, it was funny. It was good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, I, I, 
took uh, a screw and I wrapped it in tape and I came out (laughs) from the foggy oven. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I was on the phone with my dad the other night. Shout out dad. And, (laughs) uh, shout out dad. Shout out dad. Shout out, Dad, for uh, <laughs> for for bringing us the pieces to the oven and putting for crafting the oven. Yes, thank you for crafting the oven. I do appreciate that. Um, we were on the phone the other night, and he's like, you know, just don't burn yourself out. Don't burn yourself out. You're spending so much time there. Don't burn yourself out. You're just getting back into it. Don't make it so you hate it. I'm like, I'm not. Like this is <laughs> as you're going full force, like staying twelve hours. Right. But I'm like, this is this is this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I if. It's something that could actually make us money. Most of us would be doing this. This would be our our life, right? Nonstop, mm-hmm. right? I'm not a teacher because I wanted to be a teacher first. <laughs> I'm a teacher because being an actor doesn't really pay well enough, no matter where you're doing it, unless yeah. you're you know big A list film actor. I'm a teacher so I can make money to pay the bills during the day, and then I can hang out with my friends and play pretend at night. Yeah. So I I just want to be. I want to be on stage, but it's it's shifted from, like, I wanted to be anywhere on stage to I specifically would just want to be with you guys on this stage. Right. Because it feels more like a – it feels more like a home and a passion here than it's ever felt. And maybe part of it is because we're all volunteers and because we do it for the love of it. Right. And it's no longer like I have a financial obligation to you guys. It's just I'm hanging out with my friends and having a good mm-hmm. time. Um, while – Busting my butt for God knows how many hours did yesterday technically turn out to? Because I don't think we left until after, until almost ten thirty. Even though yeah, it was probably time. like ten thirty. Yeah, I don't know six to ten thirty. Yeah, six to six. I'm to not a math to, guy. Twelve plus four <laughs> and a half. Sixteen and a half hours. It was a sixteen. No shot. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's why I feel the way I do. And then I. I didn't do anything today, and then we went to Canal Fest with Sean, made up like Sweeney Todd. I'm sure he had a great time. He, like, I, I told him, like, if I were you, I wouldn't, I couldn't do this. Where was he taking pictures? Tracy was. Tracy took pictures of him, just walking, like walking through it. And then we we were on Sweeney Street, and we wanted to get like a good picture at like at Canal Fest of the sign. Of, Sweeney Street, and there's just there's no good spot to take a picture of it. the The one sign was next to a porta potty, and there just wasn't a sign where all the hubbub was. So we just went to one that's like no parking. <laughs> it's like a picture under that sign, but like I don't know, I couldn't. I don't know. I I don't like having the attention on me. Mm. I guess I don't know. I mean, sometimes I. Okay, don't get me wrong. I love attention, but like <laughs> that, not that kind of attention. Like walking around in a suit and like makeup and stuff. Like, good for him, right? Like doing that in public. Like it, it, it's one thing to do it on the stage because then people are like, "Oh, this person belongs in a suit and makeup on the stage." Sean's just walking around the street, like, yeah, like a goober. And then, and then Tracy, I was holding the posters. She's like, "You got to hold it with it. Like, you got to do something with it." I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. I'm just holding the posters. And then she held them for a second, and she's like showing them off and stuff. I'm like, why aren't you on stage? <laughs> you should have put them on the on the stick like we did for the the trunk. Yeah, I just put them on the stick and just hold them around. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't like to toot my own horn too much. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I don't but, get that from you. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're both like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push you down the stairs. I'm not picking that one off. Um, but man, that trunk commercial was like the best idea ever. 
<laughs> I I loved. I think it was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was trying to, because I'm like, it doesn't make any sense when we did it. No. Like no. what? This trunk has no significance. It does. This means nothing. But it's cool looking. So like, I, I saw it again. I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I like that. I I won't ruin the magic of the trunk, but I had spent so long doing what you needed me to do to it for people to be comfortable with it. And I don't know why my brain was like, oh, fog machine and hole in the floor. Let's just fog out the trunk for fun. Right. And then we're like, oh, commercial. And it just it was this disgusting, like, <laughs> mind-roasted pipe dream of a advertisement brainchild that we came up with. But it worked. Everyone said it was cool. And it is cool. But, like, if you really break it down, it means nothing. It means sense. nothing. It, makes no it sense. means nothing. It's just a poster coming out of a trunk, which is cool. I mean, it caught my attention. So, like, that's that's the problem with this show is there's so many little things. That trunk is used twice. Right. And we spent hours on it. Oh, my God. Sean and I picking one out and then you making the adjustments to it. Hours and hours on this trunk that's in it for – I mean, it's on stage the whole time, but it, it does two things. Yeah. It serves two purposes. And then the grinder. How long have we spent on that grinder? And the only thing that really happens with it is somebody's going to crank a wheel on it for like yep. five minutes, and then maybe it'll open once. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and we spent all this time in the oven. Yep. Same thing. It's like all these things that have to be just right for one scene, yeah. for, for less than a minute. The chair, The chair is so important, but it's like... We spent the yeah. first five weeks of crew. Yeah, just, yeah. just the chair. Me, you, Sean, and then Carla for like five minutes of one day. <laughs> and she'll take all the credit for why it's fast in the way it was. Um, that's right, Charla. She did. Charla. Charla. <laughs> you know what? That's your new name. Carla and I have, have our, our little beef that, that we have between. I don't know what it's about, but it's there. <laughs> it's, there. it's palpable beef. Yeah. But yeah, there, all these things that are just like so little and so minuscule and like like her window joanna's window mm-hmm. it's so important you need it but it's like it's one song and like i mean we use it a couple times but like i don't know it, it, all these things that are just we're spending hours and hours on for people to look at for two minutes but you know what we didn't do build a whole courtroom for me to sentence a kid to yeah right yeah it wasn't important enough ah uh, i don't know man <laughs> sentencing a kid to <laughs> There's every, so many every teacher's dream. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many big asks. That's just like I can't. You know what? I'm sorry. I can't. I can't have these guys carry a chair up the stairs and then fasten it so people could die on it. But that's what's so amazing about having the space that we do have. It doesn't allow us to have these huge epic sets that like a chaise size stage would allow us to. It forces us to think about what's important in this production. What do we as the actors and set builders and designers like actually have to focus on? Yeah. Why why am I going to waste an hour of my night trying to rehearse a freaking court scene that has really no bearing on the character whatsoever? Right. Um we all know he's a piece of crap by the time we get to that <laughs> point in the show. What was the point of even throwing that in there? And like you had said you thought that that was just something they wrote in for the movie yeah. because you had never seen it done in anything else. And even if you go on YouTube and look up, like, did they do it on, in the Broadway version? I'm trying to think. No, I don't, I don't think they did. Right. Like, it's, it's just such a, a pointless scene. They're not doing it on Broadway. They're not doing it in, like, the concert versions that you find, um, that you find online. It's not important to the show. 
there's no there's no focus that should be pulled from from anything else going on on the stage. Why why pull it to something like that? It makes absolutely no sense. I mean, maybe a little like comic relief. I know in the movie that's kind of what it felt like because Alan Rickman's looking down and he's giving this lecture about how this person's just this deplorable piece of garbage and and is a stain on the city and you know sentence you to death and then the camera pans and it's just this little kid staring up at him like it's a little funny. I don't think it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> but it's funny. I think you're supposed to be like, oh my god, no. But the way that they framed it in the movie, it's funny. Like, why why would they have him lecture this kid off screen? I don't even remember that. Part I just of the movie. I just pictured you like eating popcorn, watching it, and then and, and then it pans the kid. You're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm a little messed up. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. cheering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hang on. That's. <laughs> Uh yeah, a shout out Alan Rickman. Yeah, shout let's out. Let's be honest. Rest in pepperoni. Rest rest <laughs> oh in peace. Oh my god. I, I love Alan Rickman. Yeah. I love everything. Well, I've seen him in Harry Potter, Die Hard, Sony Todd. I don't know that I've seen him in anything else. But I love watching him. I think it, it it's so interesting as an actor that his voice is so iconic. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of the tone of his voice, He's got like that higher pitched nasally voice. There should be nothing intimidating about yeah. that. But the way that he was able to project it and carry the character, a lot of it came in his physicalities and his facial expression. Yeah. Like, there was always, no matter what role he was in, even if he was supposed to be like a nice guy, there was something intimidating or, or a little bit menacing about him. And it was, it was just his face. Yeah. It was. It was his face. He usually took his lines in this like slow powerful like everything he said had that intention that we talk about um but yeah his his voice was like why is that i i love when people do uh impressions of him yeah it's always like my name is alan Rickman. <laughs> right <laughs> and it's like this horrible crappy impression like i just did but it's the super nasally like right squidward almost but he's he's still likable too, which yeah. is oh like like every villain he's played is like oh I, I like yeah. him though I like him. But it's just because he's a great actor. He is. You he was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. His movies live on, so he yeah, is exactly. a great actor. Is just like Heath Will Ledger. Always Shout be. out Heath Ledger. Shout out Heath Ledger. Him love, too. I love Heath Ledger. I love love me some Heath Ledger. <laughs> Handsome guy. <laughs> hey Alex, this is what happens when you put two ADHD kids in the same room together. <laughs> uh, well, at least the lights aren't flashing on me. Oh yeah. Now, if these lights were going disco mode, I think I'd be. I think I'd be out of it. <laughs> I think I'd be on a different planet right now. DJ hasn't. <laughs> Twenty-five minutes. I think his eyes are like in the back of his head. Right <laughs> yeah, I and mean, this is this is the process of a show, people. This is it. It's, I mean, if you go back and listen to the episodes, I swear you can like you can feel like a mental decline. You can. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what that's what I was going to say. I feel it too. <laughs> like when when we started, I'm like, "Yes, Sweeney yeah. Todd, like let's go." And then you see all the ups and downs and and next week down, uh, and then I'd I'd be happy like I'm back in. I'm I'm ready to go again. And then if we recorded one at the start of every Monday and at the, the end of every Friday after every rehearsal after oh every God. crew, I would be – you would really see it. Yeah. We're delirious right now is what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. It's like the week just beats down on you and we open – we have no more rehearsals. 
We have Monday and Tuesday, which aren't rehearsals. They're dress rehearsals. They're these performances. Are, these, are, these are to make sure the tech works, to, to get our pictures before we have an audience. We don't have any more rehearsals. The show is, the show is, is on its way. We, if, if it's awful, there's nothing we can do. Right. And that's all that just keeps playing in my mind. <laughs> it's like if <laughs> no matter what, and my parents will be the first test. And that'll be the, the real like, no. This is not good. Then it's like I can't. I can't do anything about it. So we're presenting it. it. But if they like it, then we know we have something at least presentable. Absolutely, yeah. Right. You know, I I don't know if the ensemble and and the people who haven't been around really understand just how important Monday night's going to be. Oh yeah, it's everything. It's everything. I mean, it's more important than opening night. It's more important than the shows because like this is, this is it. Yeah, this is where we find out what we have here, and we don't have time to fix it. Right, but we didn't. We couldn't show it to them before because we weren't finished. Right, with with the set, not only the set, but but with acting and character stuff and 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 everything. So this is it. Right, and this well, Monday is like the biggest night. This is what the summer has. This come is the to. culmination of it all. Yeah, yeah. honestly, uh, in the words of Remy, let's get cooking. Let's get cooking. Let's get cooking. <laughs> That's what you know. I'll come backstage hey, that and works. It yeah, works for Sweeney. I'll ask them for Remy beforehand and just be like, I'm going to I'm gonna let this guy take the stage. I think he's got something to say. <laughs> let's get cooking. Let's put, let's, put Remy, let's put Remy on a microphone. Uh, like, let's do a pre-show announcement, and that's the whole announcement is just Remy saying, let's get cooking. But we'd have to scroll through because it's random which one it says. Yeah. So it would be like, hi, I'm Remy. Hi, I'm Remy. Hi, I'm Remy. Let's get cooking. Yes. All right. There it is, folks. Uh, this is the first time we're going to have our, our new pre-show announcement. Oh, what is it? Was I supposed to know what it is? <laughs> is that the one that... I was just staring daggers in her. Is that the one you used at the, the season uh, yes. reveal? Okay. Yes. Wait, the what? The one, the one that... with VJ. Shout and out the, VJ. And the, I can't give it away, because then maybe maybe somebody will... For? Have I heard this? We played it. You at were the, at the membership at meeting, the were the membership you? meeting. Oh. Before we did the, the season what. reveal. Oh. VJ, she forgot about you. She forgot about VJ. She forgot about me. She forgot about my dad. Carla's in it. Carla's in the pre-show what? announcement. Wait, what? I'm so wow. confused. There's a pre-show announcement with multiple people? Well, good. Yeah, in a way. I mean, it's just Carla, but my dad wrote it, and uh, I recorded it. So I added the sound effects and stuff. I'll play it for you after. Maybe, okay. you'll, maybe you'll recognize it. I'll, I probably will, but... So, but that's a new era. Shout out, VJ, not just for the pre-show announcement, but when the cast list first came out for Sweeney Todd, uh, I got, like, super excited to, to see that VJ's, you know, the Beatle, because I feel like we're the same type of person where we have that really crappy dad humor. I mean, I'm a little bit yeah. more immature than a lot of bit more immature than, <laughs> yeah. than VJ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alex is done with that. But yeah, not only not only is he just like a great friend to have in the theater, he is such an amazing scene partner to have. He always finds little ways like when we're trying to fill the time, he always finds ways to you know, have that pretend conversation with you on stage while something's happening off to the side while the the focus is shifted up to no spoilers. Um but we're just standing there kind of staring at each other during the rehearsal process. Right. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to lean into you. We're going to have a little conversation. Like, okay. All right. Let's do it. And we do it. And it's great. Um, and not only that, but then for somebody that, you know, doesn't sing publicly in front of people all the time, he's killing it. And 
I think the the four of us in that moment sounds so good together. And I don't know if he really understands just how much him being aware of his timing ties the whole piece together. Yeah. Like, I come in with my pretty notes and, and the power, but if it weren't for him coming in on time, it wouldn't work. Um, so so definitely shout out to VJ for being somebody who doesn't even know how to read music and is performing better than plenty of people that do know how to read music. Yeah. No, I... I VJ is a huge example for a lot of things, but one is growth. I mean, we're not a school. We don't teach people how to act. So, um, I'm like, unless you take acting classes or drama club or stuff like that. But like our intention when we're casting a show is not like I'm going to cast this person and then teach them how to act. Like that's never, I promise you that it's never been my intention. It's never been my, my father's intention. Um, so that's on you. Everything's on you, on you to, to bring a character, make a character, do all that stuff. So VJ is a huge example of that because when he started, and we've talked about it with him and before him, but like just like he had no huge theater background, and how far he's come, and and singing and knowing his music like like that. Like I I was downstairs during uh, we had the first week was was just Sean's music rehearsal. I was downstairs drawing up designs for the 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 chair after our interaction with. Alex and, and Ben uh, I was drawing stuff in my office and he was downstairs just like he would replay the, the same part of the song like 400 times mm-hmm. just until he got his entrance mm-hmm. and like I, I just can't imagine the extension of that once he got home mm-hmm. and the weeks of work that he put in and he's just a great shining star example of we don't teach you how to act but the experience that you get from each show is whatever you put into it so you could become a VJ and, and become a star overnight and, and just fantastic. The instincts that he's grown, the the ability to, to, to learn and sing music like Sondheim. This is the first thing you're going to learn and pick up. Fantastic. Same with Ben. I mean, picking up Pirelli in a day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anybody who knows Pirelli's song, uh, familiar with the, the movie or the, the musical at all, Ben Torres picked it up in a day. And like that's something I, I'll say on every podcast we do from here on out, if I have to, because I know I've mentioned it before. That is the most impressive thing I've seen in my life. We have some of the hardest working actors that I've ever worked with in yeah. my life in this show right now. And that's only exciting for for the, the company's future because how many of us are regulars now? Right. Let's stick around. VJ's been here for however many years, 2018. Uh, Ben's been around forever. You're stuck with me at least for a little bit. Until one day you like change the locks on the door. <laughs> you're stand at the <laughs> Don't let him in. Don't let him in. He's knocking. Just pretend you don't hear him. <laughs> Just look away. I see you. I see you. <laughs> All right. Enough Sweeney. I've heard enough of yeah, Sweeney yeah. Todd. What time are we at? Uh an hour. I'm sweating. I'm sweating like crazy. Now, now tell us how you got your start in theater and acting at all. Okay, um, I went to a private elementary school, St. Mark Luther, uh, St. Mark Lutheran, over on Oliver Street. And every year, they would always do some religious-related, like super cheesy musical. <laughs> super cheesy, the cheesiest of the cheese. Um, 
and we were always part of it. And the younger kids were always just the the ensemble, right? The chorus that stood on the risers in front of the stage while the the seventh and eighth graders got to get up on the stage and, <laughs> and be the stars of the show. And we were like, "Wow, I want to be you someday." <laughs> um, and the problem is, the songs, no matter how awful they were, were always catchy. So I still remember half of them. One of the ones, one of the the productions that I remember super vividly was. I think when my oldest sister was in eighth grade, it was all about girls playing baseball. That was the whole, <laughs> it was like a Jesus musical about girls playing baseball. I'm like, how do you come up with this concept, this idea? You ever hear of two summers from now at the Ghost Sight Theater? I'm. <laughs> <laughs> girls playing baseball. <laughs> Next year is Jesus Christ Superstar. The year after, girls playing baseball. Yes. Welcome back. We're roping you in with the big names so that you come back for the little things. Um, and then we went through a few years of that and eventually we got to, I think I was in fifth grade. My fifth grade year was the last year that my elementary school had a seventh and eighth grade program because budget cuts and all that political malarkey that nobody talks about that goes on behind the scenes when it comes to private schools. Um, Shout out to the people that killed that school. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've had two schools killed on me. Oh my so, God. so both private. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I think I was a luckier one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any school, private school clothes on me. Um, and I I don't remember what the the Jesus musical was about, but the one song was about. Like different colors and and how they relate. Oh, to, Joseph! Like no, it wasn't Joseph. <laughs> Stop it! Although that it might have been that. No, it was. It was the next year because that would have been that would have been spring of two thousand six. So the next year is when I would have come to see Joseph because that was two thousand seven, right? Two thousand six or two thousand seven? I can't think because I think Oliver was two thousand seven. I do remember seeing Joseph at the Ghost Light, and that was the 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 last thing I remember seeing. Uh, with you guys but I got like a three second little solo in this one song and people were like oh my god you sounded so good and they boosted my freaking ego like you wouldn't believe <laughs> and then also like ironically enough then I'm like oh I'm 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 so good I want to I want to start like doing this now and I, I was always I would always ham everything up I would always play and pretend and and I'm like, oh, I can do this, you know, on stage in front of people and get attention for it. And then that was the same year. Get ready. Get ready. I'm going to get made fun of for this. That was the same year that High School Musical came out. Uh, and I fell in love with High School Musical. I, I love I High School Musical. You God. like Zac Efron. I listened to last week's episode. <laughs> Big fan. Um, so, <laughs> so High School Musical came out and I just, I would go over my best friend two doors down from me. Growing up, I would go there, hang out with his sisters, and sing high school musical songs with them. I would ignore my best friend to sing high school musical with his sisters. They still make fun of me for it, too. They Every time, every time I see them. Do you remember when you used to come over here and play with us instead of Brett? Shout out, Brett. Um, he's not going to listen to this. <laughs> man's got to do what a man's got to do. I respect it. Uh, I respect high school musical grind. I feel like high school musical, everyone uh, enjoyed that who was into theater. Like, that was... Very pivotal for people in it theater. Really was. It was. And, and, and basketball. And basketball. And basketball. <laughs> yeah, you school. can do both, Alex. You can be on the basketball team and sing. Okay? Ask Troy Bolton. 
Yeah, ask Troy Bolton. All right, and his washboard abs and his chiseled chin <laughs> and his perfect hair and his. <laughs> okay, guys, let's calm down. Big. I'm a big Zac Efron guy. Yeah, but I just remember at that time, like, also loving that, and that's when I, I think that was 2006, 2007, and that is when I. Supposedly took the acting class at the you, You're the one who said supposedly. I didn't. I did, me. but you all think I didn't. So. Well, I I have yet to see proof. So once I see proof, I'll I'll accept you. I'll accept you either way. I'm here for you, Alex. <laughs> yeah, we're, you know what? We, we accept a lot about you, okay? The yeah. color of your hair. Oh, my God. That's true. You are now outnumbered. This is the first time ever you've been outnumbered in the room. Oh, God. I don't like that. This is okay. Beef segment part two. I don't like the fact that people think that I just jumped on your bandwagon for fun, right? Like just because you're DJ. Yeah, that was me. I said that. Yeah, I know. I know you said that. You and Carla. That was Carla. Me. I'm calling you out. All right. We gotta have a one-on-one, just me versus Carla in this booth one night. You guys can moderate it. It's gonna be a whole debate, like we're running for president or something. There's no doubt in my mind, Carla would win that. Yeah, uh, there's me no too. doubt in my mind. She, she, she <laughs> Are you kidding me? She'd be like, "Oh, look, here's a shiny nickel." And I'd be, "Oh, cool." And I'd flip it like twelve times while she was talking about something. I look up and be like, "She just changed the lights." Once the lights set, you. Know, I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> okay, you want to talk about changing the lights? I brought in a light bulb. We're trying to light the. <laughs> The the first scene of Act Two in Sweeney, and I'm not talking about it beyond this. Mm-hmm. And not to spoil anything, we just needed a light in the barbershop. I went home. I got a couple of light bulbs because I'm I I like light bulbs. I got a couple of fun <laughs> light bulbs. I, I like light bulbs, and I got one of the 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 GE brand color changing like Wi-Fi phone controlled light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got it set up on his phone. And he just starts playing with all the different, like, lighting effects. I'm trying to hang this <laughs> stupid thing. And he's like, this one's called Fireworks. And then he changed it, and it's just, like, flashing colors in my eyes. And he's like, can you just put it on white, like, while I put this up? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I found Volcanic. Oh <laughs> it's, like, shooting red and yellow. <laughs> starting to push the button. You son of a gun. In Vegas. So, Vegas was crazy. Anyway, where see this is I don't even remember where. How many we're. different high school musicals? Uh, oh yeah, high school musicals. High school musicals. So, oh, I'll show you. I'll show you later. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. So, so <laughs> I'm serious. It is cool. So high school musicals. Um, well, then at the end of my sixth grade year, well, dur- during my sixth grade year, they they gave me the the lead in our or that year's Jesus musical, and it was about the. <laughs> It was about the, the the brothers being thrown in the furnace. Now it was the king that threw the brothers in the furnace. I don't. Wow. I'm not familiar. I don't remember that story. More what, what's their name? What's their names? The brothers? The, yeah. The, the apostles? No, 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 oh. no, no. It was, it, oh, Joseph's was, brothers? No, it was an Old Testament. <laughs> what? It was an Old Testament story. Uh, 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 Sh- Shamrock, Sh- Shadrach. Meshach no. and Abednego. Oh. What? Are there twelve? Are there twelve of them? Sound. No. Are there twelve? No. There's three. It's three brothers. Well, what is the story? I don't remember. Thrown in Wait, no, I'm thinking of the wrong story. I'm thinking of the wrong the story. Hold on. The brothers where the parable where they... My parents are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, we raised him wrong. With the like lion. The one, the one brother like went out and was like spending money and like not... It, like, the sheep. The... Yeah. <gasps> oh. Like, no, it wasn't that one. It was like materialistic. The prodigal son. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. It. You know That's what? Alan. Anyway, I was... I was this... Yeah. I, was this we know, e- we know. I, I, I shouldn't say I evil. didn't... Oh, me? I said we. Okay. So I was just... Saying. I think we, as in you and me and Jared, oh, okay. doesn't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clearly. Okay. But I was this, like... 
I was this king, and I, I, I was like the lead character, and I remember the one teacher who was like in charge of casting us and everything. She's like, okay, do you really want this? I'm like, yeah. She's like, are you going to put the work in? I'm like, yeah, because ADHD kid off the walls. Like, I, I, I would sit there in class. I had like pretty long hair at the time, and I would sit there with my hair, which is ironic because I'm balding now. Um, I would sit there with my hair and put it in front of my face and just twist it, and she would yell at me. She'd be like, I'm going to cut that off your face because you're not paying attention to anything right now. Um but she gave the, she gave me that, and I was like, "This feels so good." So then I went. Uh, when the time came to choose where I wanted to go from middle school, I could either switch to another private school or I can go to public school. Well, no matter what, when I went to high school, I was going to be switching to public school. And my parents were like, "Okay, your most of your friends are going to the other private school." What private school is this? Um, St. <laughs> Matthew's over on Eggert. Isn't that also closed? Wait, the I school is closed now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, point it out, point it out. <laughs> it's that, <laughs> that way. No, I know. I meant point out that it's closed. Oh, okay. Not physically <laughs> point, point out the, <laughs> the wall. <laughs> this is a visual podcast experience um, for, all, for all the watchers out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, put it in chat. So, <laughs> um, so I'm like, all right. Well, what, what are my What's what's the benefit if I go to public school or if I stay with my friends at, at private school? And my mom's like, well, at the public school they have drama and they have swimming, and I love both. So I'm like, I'm going to freaking, I'm going to public school. Um, and it only made sense to go there sooner because then I got to know people. So when I went into the high school, I had already made a group of friends at the middle school level. Mm-hmm. So we did. What did we do? And, and actually. Really weirdly, coincidentally, they actually didn't have a drama club at North Tonawanda Middle School when I uh, when I started there. They started it back up that year. Oh, okay. So it was wow. like really, really coincidental. Um, and we did freaking The Little Mermaid. Really, really crappy version of The Little Mermaid. All right. So we've got like no music in it. It's not a oh. musical. It's just a straight play. Oh, it's a straight play. Yeah. <laughs> what? Horrible. Horrible. Uh, see, now, I, I think I think there's there's a case for every musical to become a straight play, but it has, I mean it has to be done properly. Right. And it was it when usually when a story like that is done as a straight play, they do the real version of it. Which like if you do the real version of Little Mermaid, she turns into sea foam at the end. Did you not? Are you not aware of this? No, the, I've truthfully never seen Little in Mermaid. In the actual story of the Little Mermaid, like the original, the the thing that inspired Disney to make that movie, was this Grimm's fairy tales? Yeah, I'm like, I don't I know think... if it's Grimm's, but I, she turns it to sea foam. Grim. She turns to sea foam and just <laughs> gets dissolved into the ocean. Um, why? What? Yeah, is there a, like I a don't metaf- know. Is I don't, that a metaphor? Yeah, is that, <laughs> <laughs> no, just I just really was in a sea foam mood. She just honestly, she just. She, she saw the hot guy. She's like, I want to walk on land. And then so she turned turns into, into foam? sea foam. She couldn't have the guy, so she Romeo and Julieted herself. Oh. I don't know if that's really what happened. I'm just. Oh. Um, <laughs> so she's just but, but, sea foam. But she gets turned into sea foam. But it wasn't even that version. It was this really crappy. I don't even know who adapted it. I don't even remember. It's not public domain. So how do you adapt it? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Unless the story, the original story the original might be. Story yeah, is probably yeah, yeah. public domain. It was so. True. So bad. Do you know in in the Disney version, Ursula has like the eels. Mm-hmm. There weren't there weren't eels. There was a, a turtle and a tortoise. Oh, I was the tortoise. <laughs> um, and I vividly remember 
the one night we went for we went for bows and I was seventh grade boy freshly hitting like my physical development and I accidentally I went the 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 turtle was my friend Brittany. We went down for our, our joint bow, and when I brought our arms back up, I accidentally threw her. Oh, like, <laughs> like we came back up, and she flew backwards. And it's a good thing she had that turtle shell on because it had her fall. What if, did she go inside of it when she landed? No, no, because it's it just it a shell spinning. Just, it was just a backpack. It was just a, it was like a backpack, and we had filled it with like stuffing, pretty much. It was just, it was horrible, awful, no good, very bad. <laughs> and the next year, uh, we did Susicle. Uh, also bad. awful, very bad, awful. Trevor, I don't care what you think. <laughs> I would love to make that set. I would love to make a Dr. Seuss set, but I just don't care about Seuss. The Lorax. Let's I was going to say, do the Lorax. Do they have a Lorax musical? I, I don't, don't think so. I'd want to be the tree guy, though. Who's that? Who's the... <laughs> the Lorax? No, isn't there yeah. a bad guy? Oh, the guy that wants to cut down all the yeah, trees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see you doing <laughs> it, too. I can see you doing that. <laughs> it's because that's stupid. Who would be a good Lorax if, like, from our group? I, who can grow the Lorax mustache? <laughs> if I let it go, mine could grow decently, but I don't know who... Maybe your dad. I think your dad would be a really good Lorax. I think my dad could play anything. Yeah, he could play anything. But come on, could you imagine Eldon the Lorax? <laughs> That'd Lora- be Lorax Don Schwartz. I'd I'd pay to see it. I... Is this the guy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's one hundred percent DJ. That's me. Oh uh, that's me. <laughs> if anybody at home is wondering, uh, just look up Lorax Tree Guy. <laughs> the one slur. No, but I'm talking no, the one slur in the original. Can you look up the one slur in the original? There's an original? I'm thinking the original. We watched like the, the original in what class was it? Not the one with Zach Efron. No. Oh. Back on Zach Efron, by the way. It it looked like the Grinch. Everything's about Zach. Like this version of it looked oh, like it looked the Grinch. Like... Oh, okay. Yeah, let me see. Let me see. Let me see that. Is this guy? That's him, yeah. I can't see it from here. Why does he look like a duck? I don't I, like but that's the because we watched it. He's wrong. There's something wrong about it. We watched the original like in in one of our classes, and I was like, I don't know why we're watching this, but this is I love it. I'll, I'll be the one slur, yeah, yeah. Suit me up, yeah. One slur <laughs> DJ and uh, Lorax Don. <laughs> Let's do it. So, uh, Susical in eighth grade, and then I actually took freshman year of high school off. What was the play? Freshman year of high school. Yeah. So they did working the musical. I don't, I, I don't know it. That's literally it. That's it's exactly as it sounds. It's a series of songs about different jobs. Oh, there no. is a whole song about being a big mother trucker. <laughs> uh, you just revealed two summers. My entire list of of musicals: musical, <laughs> mother trucker, big mother trucker. Um, okay. So I I skipped out. I skipped out on. That yeah, year. good, good choice. Good choice. Um, I, I joined the swim team freshman year, and then sophomore year, I'm like, I'm going to get back on the stage. We were doing Guys and Dolls. I ended up playing Lieutenant Brannigan. Were you and... just bad at swimming, so you had to go back? No, I was actually, <laughs> I was I was improving, like, really, really rapidly in the pool. I The swim season and the musical were offset, so I could I could do both. Oh. Um, and then I destroyed my shoulder muscle sophomore year of high school so that ruined my swimming career forever oh sorry uh yeah you should be so <laughs> i wonder if there's fault. a connection between swimming and singing well i guess holding your breath holding your breath breath control because jenna can do yeah. both too yep 
I feel um, like Sean's a singer or a swimmer. Yeah, let's call him right now. <laughs> call let's, him let's see Sean. Yeah. Um, Sean, are you a swimmer? Sean, are you a swimmer? No, hang up the phone. Don't even. Don't <laughs> he'd be he'd be so confused. <laughs> like, what? what happened? <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> we did Guys and Dolls. I was Lieutenant Brannigan, and then I I was like uh, a Havana Club dancer and a gambler and like a bunch of. At one point, I had like four different costumes on at the exact same time <laughs> under my cop suit. So, like, I'd get off stage, take off the cop suit, and there would just be like these fluffy Havana dancer sleeves. <laughs> like, how do you do that? Um, I was like this big, like this big around in high school. I had no meat on my bones whatsoever. Like, you could probably, like, it, it would have looked looked like a like a chicken wing. I feel like most swimmers do. Yeah, um, you gotta be aerodynamic. Yeah, if you're not just a skeleton out there, what are you doing? I don't know, but you know what? I did shave my leg at the start of Sweeney Todd just to have fun with the razor, and it brought back memories. So, oh, see, that's horrifying. It's terrifying. I would sink like a like like an anchor, <laughs> jump an anchor. in that water. Where'd he go? Um, junior year, we did Wizard of Oz. I was the Tin Man, and senior year, we did a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Which, if you've never heard of, have you heard of that one? Yes, Alex, have mm-hmm. you? Okay. We got in trouble with the principal for doing that because a couple of the girls' outfits were, like, way too short. Like, if if they would have had to do any level of knee bending, you would have seen everything you didn't need to see. Um, see, I was going to say Catholic school is short or, like, normal short. No, I'm talking, I'm talking, like, I'm talking tennis skirt short. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's short. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um... And I was hysterical. What are you laughing about? I don't know. We were just like so fixated on how short. Sure well, because like Catholic school, like all the girls would roll up their skirts. Yeah. Because it's like they want it at a normal length. And then when they would make them unroll it was when I really it's found like out. Knees. It's like yeah. below their knees. Like, well, that's not a skirt. I walked it's just in. a short dress. I walked into I walked into rehearsal, I think, on, on Tuesday night this week with a pair of shorter shorts on. And I was talking about how my knees were out. <laughs> how you know? I said it's, I walked in. I said, "This is how you know it's warm because my knees are out." I don't like my knees. Uh, I don't like. I'm not a shorts what, guy. What is wrong with your knees? I don't know. I just don't like knees. They're they're sharp. They're just knees. They're sharp. Knees are sharp. That's how I feel about like flip flops and sandals. Oh. And and my barefoot. And your I hate those. I really hate uh, them. This episode <laughs> sponsored by Barefoot Shoes. Uh, no particular uh, brand. Well, I, if they wanted to sponsor me, I'd say no. Uh, you shut your I mouth. wouldn't. <laughs> I we 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 both have our things, Alex. All right, and I don't want. I I've had like a feet phobia, and it's just like they yeah, gross me out. I don't out. like feet either, but those cover your feet. Whoa! Yeah, but look at the bottom. The bottom is just a foot, and that's what? like the Not grossest really thing I've seen. Look at that. Look at. Uh. <laughs> it's because it's because it's, so it's, gross. it's supposed to be like you're walking on your bare feet, so it has like those those. Patterns put on the bottom, so it feels like it would be if, like where the natural pressure would be if you're walking barefoot on the ground. Is that actually what it feels like? Yeah, it's actually really cool. I don't um, like being barefoot. I don't like you. Uh, you, gotta be, you gotta be one with the earth. No, I'm not. I I like <laughs> I I wear socks all the time. I wear fuzzy socks year round. Right. What am I wearing now? So anyway, yeah, I'm, I, I'm done with my history of Jared's theater lesson because it's just it's it's going on too long. Uh, I didn't really start getting like the lead leads and stuff until I got out of high school and into the college and professional level. Um, we'll talk about that. What do you go to college for? Oh, I know what you go went to college for. My first degree, I went to end trip for theater, and how I got there was like I was I got called into my guidance counselor's office senior year of high school. 
like in May, and she's like, "You going to college?" I'm like, "I think so." She's like, "Have you applied anywhere?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> so like we sat there and signed me up for end trip right then and there, and then she's like, "You got to pick a major. What do you like?" like Acting. Isn't that the most efficient way to do it? Yeah, take a take a to. seventeen year old and be like, "Okay, now figure out your life right here, you right didn't now." Have to yeah. pick a major. Shout out, shout out to my really poorly. What's the word? I did anyone use? have a good guidance counselor? No guidance counselor. I did once. Mine, oh, were awful. St. Joe's, do not like the school. I'm not shouting out St. Joe's, but my I had a guidance counselor, Mr. Clark, and I could go to that man about anything. Like I just, where like some people are like the door's always open. Like he meant it, and I went to him. I'm like I'm just, I'm 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 feeling burnt out, man. Like I I don't know what to do. And he sat down and he's like, well, let's work this out. Let's work out a schedule for you. Let's let's find out what works best for you. And he genuinely cared about me, wow. which is like the coolest. He's one of the biggest like inspirational like turning point people in my life. So like I think about him a lot because like that's the person that when, like when I thought about being a teacher, like he's one of the reasons. Him yeah. and like oh, nice. Appenheimer. And, yeah. but, like so I th- like people like that in those positions have a, they could change your life. Right. Like he changed mine and like five of them on the planet do yeah so like that sucks because all the stories of guidance counselors are like do nothing. i just college 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 now college. listen i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk bad about guidance counselors they are my coworkers. i am a teacher now which is the most terrifying thing to anybody who hasn't talked to me in several years <laughs> when i talk to dj for the first time she's like what are you doing now i'm like i'm a teacher and she goes what <laughs> she goes oh my god you're a teacher i'm like yeah she, i think she's still concerned about it <laughs> Honestly, I would be. And now, yeah, even more concerning, I'm going to be teaching at a Catholic school next year, thanks to Sean and Liz, because they got me a job. Shout out Sean and Liz. Shout out Sean and Liz. <laughs> Not Sean Ward. We have fake beef going on too. So that's true. Yeah, be- because you know, What's your fake he beef? needed to close that gap. Sean Ward. Sean Ward. Yeah, there's a door we're working on. I will find you. <laughs> On Monday night, as I say, probably at rehearsal in the theater. No, he'll be there. He'll yeah, be there, Saturday. crew. Yeah, he's going to be slitting my throat. Oh, you'll be there tomorrow. Well, the, two days ago. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, I <laughs> forgot. Yeah, it's going Monday. Um, but then college came around, and I don't know if it was because most of the people there sucked. Or if I just <laughs> gradually got better over the years, but I I started getting like all the lead roles, and we did. Uh, DJs heard conversations about. It. I don't know if Alex has heard conversations about it, but the first show I did at N Trip was this whacked out version of Beauty and the Beast that was like steampunk themed, and we <laughs> turned it into a musical. It wasn't Disney's Beauty and the Beast. It was the OG story where the Beast gets cursed and then kills his wife. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's kind of messed up. These all have to come from Grimm's, yeah. right? Yeah. They've got to. No, they have to because they're all harsh endings. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, the, it's they they still have a, a, a semi happy ending. Mm. Um, and there's no Gaston. That 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 guy doesn't exist. There's no there's no angry mob that storms the castle to kill them. It's just like the beast is gonna die because he can't find love because he's just a jerk. Um. So he kills people to make up for it? No, he killed his wife. He killed one person. He killed one person. <laughs> Just his wife. Just yeah, his yeah, wife. Yeah. She deserved it. Oh. Um. So I was the beast in that, and it was a really cool production, really out there. The following 
semester, the spring semester, I was in a production that we called Lost Time, and it consisted of a 15-minute short play called Time Flies, which I've talked about it with a couple people before, Yep. which is about two mayflies realizing that they only have a couple hours left to live because they only live for 24 hours, and they had to reproduce at that moment. So shout out to Roger for making me have fake relations with somebody three feet away from my mom sitting in the front row in the black box theater, <laughs> F-108 at NCCC. I will never be afraid to do anything on stage ever again. That's like the most college theater thing I've ever heard in my life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm then, just like, <laughs> why do and they the put on is, these productions? It's the one show I can't find the DVD from. So, That's a good thing. No, but I want to see it because because it was coupled. You want to watch that? No, I want to watch what comes after it. So it was coupled with about an hour and a half long one act called Elliptical. Uh, and it's it's about a love triangle that goes horribly wrong. And it goes from like two people being together to the other two people being together. And then the first person and the last person end up together at the end. Um, and it was the best role I've ever had. I got... I had like a five minute monologue about what love is and what love is supposed to be. And what I got like a. Love got to do, got to do with it. Ah, uh, no, we don't have the rights to that song. Oh, my fault. Uh, and <laughs> I got like a five minute standing ovation mid show after that monologue. It was amazing. Um, and then we got award nominated for that show by Broadway World. And it was just, it, uh, I look back on that and I'm like, I wish that I could relive that show just a couple more times. The following semester was the worst show I've ever been a part of. Uh, John Elston, I love you, but that show is called Isaac's Eye by Lucas Nath. Everybody find his house and egg it. <laughs> um, he's so pretentious. It was about Isaac Newton discovering what, like how light behaves and how the whole premise was he lied to somebody at the Royal Society of Science in England about how he stuck a needle in his eye and bent the eyeball with the needle and that it would like caused light and color to change and it was just the stupid the worst freaking script ever and i went back and watched it with dj the one night because she was in it with me that's where we met and we're like this is horrible this is stupid this is absolutely stupid um whatever i love john though director was a great guy still still a good friend he's come to see sweeney todd he says he's come to see sweeney todd awesome um and that, then after that was Cabaret, and I was Cliff Bradshaw. Mm. And then after that was Butterflies Are Free, which is about a, a, a blind man living on his own in New York City, breaking free from his overprotective mother and uh, getting busy with the neighbor girl. So that was another <laughs> show. I don't know why I, I'm always getting busy with people on stage. Um, mostly in fly costumes. Mostly so. in fly costumes. Yeah, I was, no, or, or. Getting back to the mayflies, were you in a fly costume? I was. I was, in fact. Okay, so we had a pair, we had ski goggles on our, like, foreheads <laughs> with antenna on it. That's outrageous. We had to that wear wings. I was wings. seriously one day. Oh, my we, God. We had to wear it's wings. college. It's college. We had to wear wings, and then uh, we wore um, the, like, big fly butts. <laughs> so Pictures? Yes. Yes, I do. I will pull those up. Oh, um, okay. That yeah. might be my hell, is sitting through, like, all right, tour every college and watch whatever they're doing right now. Why do right they now. pick the weirdest things? Because they think it's art. They think, Honestly, they think this is this is going to be so profound. And it's like, it's not profound. This man's dressed as a fly <laughs> doing something in front of me in a black box theater. Like, I'm, I'm, if I was sitting there, I'd be like, is this real? So am I here? 
Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> Butterflies Are Free was the, one of the weirdest shows I've ever been in, not because of like any of the staging. I had to play a blind man. Like I was playing a blind man, and that was an incredibly difficult task because when you're a, playing a blind person, you're never supposed to look directly at who you're talking to or directly yeah. at what you're doing. You always have to look a little bit off to the side. So like I would be talking to you right now, Alex, for those of you at home listening because this isn't a visual experience. I'm looking at the corner of the room, and Alex is about 10 degrees that way. That way, that way. Yeah, I'm like, that way, wow. <laughs> Brains are working. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and I had to eat on stage for that show. I've had to eat on stage foods that I don't like in two shows, and can I tell you, you have not acted until you have to eat something that you do not want in your mouth on stage. What were these things? Uh, actually, there's three things that I've eaten on stage that I did not want to eat. One was a very cold bowl of ramen that had to sit behind a couch for about an hour before I had to eat it in the scene because we just preset everything. Uh, the second thing was a really crappy corned beef sandwich that was in the onstage fridge that was not a working fridge. Right. So it was a, like room temperature moist <laughs> I'd rather my beef be moist and dry if I'm going to be real with you. Honestly, I would rather meatloaf. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll uh, we'll catch you next week. So, um, <sighs> so, the third thing was when I was in cabaret and a guy named Doug had to shove his tongue down my throat, and he did not know how to brush his teeth. So that's the third thing that I had in my mouth on stage. That I <laughs> yeah, you weren't eating that, though. So that's I, I, I was force-fed it. So <laughs> you're welcome, Mom and Dad. Oh, my God. Okay. Guys, can you – do you think you know what scene this is from? I can't see that from here. Pass that, pass that to Alex. Yeah, let me – What does that look like, DJ? Wow. What do you think just happened? That is uh... – that's <laughs> something. Those were tomato cages that our costume person just put fabric over. <laughs> Alex, what do you think uh, happened there? You can, you, if you tap out of it, you can scroll through more pictures. There's a lot more from that entire production right there. Oh, okay. Now, see, like that. I don't know. I could just, I can never present something to an audience of people and be like, okay, now here, all right, these two people are flies, and right now they're just gonna, they're gonna go silly on each other on stage. <laughs> What's that one? What's that one? What is that one? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. These pictures are I don't are know ridiculous. what I'm looking at. Is that Yeah, yeah, that's that was the lead up to the big Wait, I need the big to look moment. at them. Well, like, By the way, you have never you haven't lived until you've had to have fake fly relations on stage and you and and your your character No, I've I'm lived. Good. I'm no. like, and, I and your character to. has to <laughs> scream the words carpe diem. At the big moment. This is like, it's not, no. <laughs> okay, my, like the director, I would never like Okay, but do se- a show like but this. But seriously, shout out Roger. Great man. Just don't get it. Great director, really a great director. Um, he directed most of the stuff I was in at Untrip. <laughs> DeJay and I were talking the one night about, uh, about our experiences with Roger, though, because every show that we did with him, there was some level of like sexualization. So in the Beauty and the Beast thing, we had people, college. Yeah, we had people dressed up in leather gimp suits. Um, obviously, there I'm right. Right. Uh, cabaret. We did 
Cabaret. I mean, Cabaret. Cabaret. cabaret you, right. Right. But we did it, and it wasn't right. too raunchy. But then Butterflies, the second act opens up after the blind guy and the neighbor get it on. Right. So I started the second act in my underwear on this, like, loft bed that we had built. Right. Playing a guitar. And... <laughs> <laughs> Jay and I were talking the one night, and and we were just running through all the different stuff that we had to do with with Roger. And I go, was he indirectly sexually harassing all of us that whole time? Probably. She goes, Oh my god, I think he Here, was. Here's your fly back. Yeah, give me my fly back. Sorry, yeah, I don't want to see it. My fly's down. Like I, I feel like that's just like the epitome of of college theater is like. Let's do something that'll. It's experimental, it, which is how I feel about a twenty-four. Like I feel like that is like the epitome of college stuff, where it's like let's just let's confuse and and do this because like I think it'd be cool, and it's never cool. Okay, but, never, never is it cool or good. I I can for the most part agree with you about a twenty-four being like this hyper pretentious. Like let's just pretend we're smarter than everyone by making something so stupid they're confused by it. They are one of the very few production companies right now that are giving SAG after what they want. And they're actually able to move forward with their projects because they understand that their actors are more important than saving money. Yeah, so go for them. I'll, I'll go for them, them there. I'll give them credit on that. Now, their movies. Yeah, if only they were good at making movies, then I could, like, applaud that. We're going to get sued for defamation. I, I would love to sit down with one of them and just be like, so this scene, what were you thinking? Because I don't know that you were. Yeah. I don't know that you were. I, I, I got to be honest with you here. Yeah. Yeah. That's not right. <laughs> um, uh, A24 fans are screaming right now. Kicking and screaming. So what is your favorite play that you've been a part of? You've only done one with us, but besides that, what's your favorite play? And then what's a favorite play that you have seen? Um, so uh, I had already mentioned a little bit. The, the second half of that Lost Time production. Not the, not the flies, not the flies, not the flies. <laughs> uh, the uh, elliptical. It was just, it was, it was real. Number one, it's based on a true story uh, about the playwright. You know who you are. Um, obviously embellished a little bit. But there was like real emotion in it. And it was, it was an interesting character to play. Because on some levels I could relate to the character. Um, and it was a three-man show. It was a three-person right. show. So there was just three of us for an hour and a half. We got really close. We got to know each other really, really well. Uh, the the two women that were acting alongside me were are I don't know if they still perform at all, but the, the phenomenally talented. And it it just made the whole experience super super enjoyable. Um, my the fav- my favorite show that I've ever seen. I feel like it's a cop out. I absolutely loved alright I'll use a cop out answer and I'll give you a, a, a separate one I absolutely loved in like second or third grade my parents kidnapped us from school one day and took us to Toronto to see the Lion King and we were in like the third row so I had a giraffe head in my freaking lap at one point oh, like I amazing. love that yeah amazing um, so that stuck with me and then when I got to see the Lion King at Shays a few years ago excuse me um I was sitting in like the freaking nosebleeds because why not? I actually really like the <laughs> nosebleeds and Chase. I don't know why. I, I just get to see the whole theater because it's just epic and big. Um, but that was that was brought me right back to my childhood. Then 
recently the first piece of live theater that I had gone to see in God knows how long post pandemic I went by myself was a show that uh, Kaylee and DeJay were both in uh, Secret Soldiers at Theater of Youth which it's about women in the Civil War that dressed up as men to go and fight and Kaylee and DeJay were both understudies for, for two of the lead actresses actors female actors I know we're trying to change the vocabulary around that um, DeJay wasn't on stage on stage that day but Kaylee was and that was really really cool and to be working with her now in Sweeney Todd is really awesome um, I don't think I've told her that I went to see that and I don't think she knows that I went to see that but I did um, really well done I think the, the set design was really simple but they were really really good about bringing in like they would bring in a carpet and hang it on a line and somebody would be beating it and that that alone would change the atmosphere of the whole scene. Like then you suddenly know you're no longer on a battlefield. You're at like a homestead and it's right, just right. cleaning. And it was little details like that, that really made the show great. And it was an audience interactive show as well. So at the end, it was like, take a poll. How many of you in the audience believe that these women have done something wrong? Or how many of you believe that we should, uh, reveal these women's true identities to the military, uh, so they can get, proper recognition stuff like that um and then the audience we'd, we'd take a poll and then they would ask the audience like what's your reasoning what about this production has given you like has made you come to that decision and of course they would always ask the questions in character um and depending on how the audience decided the ending would change which i've i've seen a few shows like that uh somebody mentioned to you dj the mystery of edwin drood Casey it's, wants yeah, Casey. to look at that. It's it's a musical with a similar type of thing. It's a it's a murder mystery musical, and the audience gets to decide who the murderer is at the end. I'm not against it, and I have to look into all of these. But that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But like, if I were an audience member and I see interactive on a poster, I'm walking the other direction. That's why you don't tell them. No, oh, well, you have to tell them. Shh. You have to tell them. If I see inter- anything is interactive, I'm like, I, I want no part of if this. If you don't advertise it, it's not false advertising. If you, don't, <laughs> if you don't tell them something important, you're not lying to them. No, I would – I, I, like to I, I have I to – <laughs> <laughs> I would – no, I would have to, to put it on the poster and I, I would walk the other direction. I no, feel like that's what about some... you, Alex? What do you feel about those? I f- well, I feel like it would take you out of the the moment as an audience member. I guess. And yeah, you, you're we... there to immerse yourself in the story. And then, obviously, if you like, you become a part of the story in a way. But, but I think like... it drags a different type of audience in. Like, we want to go do the murder mystery. Yeah, but that's different. Is I going, would live in fear. not going to a theater and, like, watching a play. I would live in fear the whole time sitting in a seat. I couldn't be able to focus. I'm like, when are they going to come up behind me? Are they going to tap me on the shoulder? Am I going to be thrown on stage? I would okay. The then, whole then time, on the poster audience interaction at the end, or you could I, just put, yeah. or you could just put, you decide the ending with an exclamation point, and people get excited and they're like, oh, okay, I'm important. That I like. That I like. But but you put audience interaction, and I'm like, I, they might grab me on stage. I'm out. Yeah, I'm done. Then then we'll I won't d- go. Then you could just advertise it as you decide the ending because that's really the only audience interaction there is. Is like, right. Who do you think it is? And then they're like. It's the one dude, and suddenly the actors on stage have to panic and be like, "Okay, uh, all right, we're, I guess we're doing this ending tonight." Right. That that would be the biggest challenge, I think. Yeah, is, is getting 
people that you could trust and who are capable enough to change. Yeah, I think that's cool from an actor's perspective. Yeah, it would. I, it's definitely something really fun because you're learning essentially, you know, four different shows depending on how many endings you get. Great. Yeah, we're not stressed out enough doing one show. <laughs> All right. Well, it's Let's not Sondheim. <laughs> it's not freaking Sondheim. Um, so yeah, shout out to uh, to Kaylee, our beggar woman. See, she. So I saw her in a show before I knew her at all, and um, she was so different. I mean, like that's acting, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but like, usually you can tell a person's personality from how they act. They, they, they. Somehow you can. And she came out after, and like we talked to her for a little bit, and like just a completely different person. And now getting to know her, like. She's an incredible actor. I mean, oh just, my gosh, phenomenal! Yeah, I love her as phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, and she's great in this. And it's completely opposite of what she played and what I saw her in. But like, she was, she's fantastic. She's so talented. Yeah. So shout out, Kay- yeah. Uh, Kaylee. Yeah, shout out, Kaylee. Um, wait, so can you tell? Could you read my personality? Were you, were, did Did you get a good read on me? I didn't see you. I haven't sat in the audience and watched you like in a play before. I knew you. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but you didn't really know me after here we sit. You're not. I didn't very know quiet, you. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not very quiet. I'm not very quiet. I'm the type of person that's going to walk around the green room with my shirt off, like as I'm still getting dressed, having full conversations with people. I didn't know you after here we sit. I didn't know you during here we sit. So I'm like, I'm just like, I'm not sure about this guy. Is he just another you know passing ship in the night? Yeah, yeah. Like, weirdo. Yeah. You know what? I am, <laughs> I am a weirdo, but it's a facade because I'm really sensitive. <laughs> this oddball with the foot shoe. <laughs> talk about my foot shoe. Uh, I hate it. I now hate I have it. beef with DJ. <laughs> I have beef with feet shoes. <laughs> I have. It's I weird. Beef with a specific white countertop. What? No. <laughs> uh, I have beef with with feet shoes and Carabos today, and that's it. Actually, I do have one last piece of beef. It's a very important piece of beef. And you did it yesterday. When we were, was it when we were eating lunch? Yeah. No, you. Just, I think it just happened randomly when you when you uh, bit off a mustache hair. Oh my god! What? I bit off one of my mustache hairs because it was like dangling in my mouth, and it hurts so bad. I did that like three times today. It it is so painful. Pulling facial hair out is like the equivalent of waterboarding. Yeah, it's horrible. I don't know about waterboarding, <laughs> yeah. but it's pretty bad. I've never been waterboarded before. <laughs> I just assume we were we were trying to figure out this the wall because the wall was dragging on the floor too much when we tried to open it, and then um, well, it, it was fine, and then Sean needed it. To oh yeah, then then Sweeney Sean was like, oh well, if we did this, it would work better. And we're like, okay, fine. <laughs> so then we do that, and then the last straw was when I ripped out my mustache hair with my teeth. And then I just took the, the saw and cut the whole bottom of the door off. So now it swings perfectly. Yeah, now it swings too freely. Now, now, last night. Yeah, it swings too it freely. It just opened by itself at one point. When it did, I'm like, I hate Jared because I know he's he's because <laughs> when we did it, he's like, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. I'm like, it, it works. And I slammed the door multiple times. He's like, I don't know if that'll work. And then it didn't work. And I'm like, oh. I know he's like smirking backstage. No, actually, I, I was I was upstairs when I noticed it. No, I, I couldn't have been upstairs. I noticed it because I have to come through the door at whatever point. You never walked through it when it was open because I, I figured you would have like closed it or something. But <laughs> I was like, okay, That's here true. we go. I would have found a way to close it. Um, yeah. Well, super valuable experience doing as much of the set building as I've been doing because 
It teaches you how to construct things. Now, poorly, poorly construct things. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Not always poorly construct things. Not always, but, like, how often? I don't measure. Yeah, no one's a professional. I don't measure. Like, DJ yelled at me the one night because I, I added a stair onto the one staircase. And he's like, did you measure this? I'm like, no, I didn't measure it. I just built this this extra stair onto the staircase. He's like, why wouldn't you measure it? And he's yelling at me. I'm like, we don't measure. We just cut. That's I'm like, true. that's not true. They measure. <laughs> I measure, and then I don't measure twice, though. Yeah, no. And that's that's where it gets me. See, no, that's the thing. If you're not going to measure twice, you might as well just not measure. No. Nope. Then I had to recreate <laughs> nope, that's the same. Not true. I had to recreate the same step, so I had to measure the other step that I didn't measure in the first place. Amateur oh. hour. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's okay. He's new works. to crew. He's got to get <laughs> new, used to it. New to crew. I feel like I have put more crew hours in during this show than some people who have been here for oh, yeah. years have ever for put sure. in. But, you know, you're still new. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I won't be new, Alex. <laughs> Someday I won't be new. And that day you'll regret it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll rue the day. Are we done here? Are we done here? What time is it? DJ's so tired of me already. This is going like, to be your least listened leave. to episode because I'm on it. I think I think probably I haven't looked at the stats since we had them the first time. I think probably our our least listened to is our third episode because it's just you third? and me. That's just you and me. <laughs> okay, no one wants to. Well, hear no, because we did you and me on the opening one, and then we had Ben and Dan, and then it was back to you and me, and everyone's like, "Oh, what the what is what is this? We had nothing to talk about." Here's, hey, here's... we still got through it. How long was it? I don't know. I'll Here's check. the problem. People are gonna people are gonna be like, Oh, Jared's on it. He's just a freaking goofball. He just talks about inappropriate stuff at rehearsal and crew all the time and So let's recap this podcast. You talked about being a fly and <laughs> I talked about being a fly all the, the stuff that you've had to do you in were a stage. Turtle or a tortoise. <laughs> but but a then tortoise. they're gonna listen and they're gonna listen to the first twenty minutes and hearing me talk about like why I'm here and how I got here and how the theater's important to me and it, like giving my life back and they'll be like, he's actually a sentimental guy. Yeah, the goofy thing is a facade, okay? I'm just insecure <laughs> about my emotions, so I'm just a goofball. So stop listening after 20 minutes. Then. Stop. No. It, well, it, it, why would you warn them now? <laughs> we'll cut We'll cut this part out and put it at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> Warning. I, don't, don't keep listening I after hate, 20 minutes. I hate, I'll be back. Someday I'll be back. <laughs> oh, I'm so hot. I'm so high yeah, here. Maybe. If, oh. Oh, 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 no. oh. Sorry. DJ and I have spent a lot of time. Yeah, together. you guys are weekend. spending too much time together. Oh, uh, love affair. Actually, I did. Let me read you that conversation. Actually, what? No. Um, this is where we should go off yeah. air, and then we, we will read this off air. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Follow us on social media: Starry Night Theater, Instagram, Facebook. Are you going to read the? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I want to read it. Give it to me. Done. Give it to me. Give it to me. Okay, let me do it. But you're all the way over there. Yeah, okay, all right. Okay, fine. He's coming over. Okay, but don't read because it's a whole text. So yeah. you just have to read the parts. Just, no, I'm reading the whole thing. No, no, no. no you can't say, read the whole thing. Star Wars says JDS Electrical. Because the whole thing's not in our contract. You have to read just the, the part. Whole thing's not... I'm going to read the whole thing. All right, it's so it's not in our contract. JDS Electrical. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. So read the whole text. Got it. Okay. <laughs> This I'll podcast. Cut you off. Oh, okay. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for cutting me off already. I just started. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by JDS Electrical Incorporated, licensed and insured. Call 716 523 2711 for all your electrical needs. That's 716 523 2711. Call now. Very good. I <laughs> that like was that. good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs>
<laughs> I guess all our guests should read this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you? We should do that. Have have them read something. Yeah. I, I still want to make a cut. I want to edit a cut of like our best moments. Like maybe that's for episode fifty or something. Oh wow. We'd have to like listen to them back. I know. You should just randomly <laughs> interject the sponsorship like five times throughout. Yeah, I wanted to write something oh, and then yeah. like do a do a, a thing, we which maybe we will. Episode. <laughs> this is not a test. <laughs> we interrupt this episode to tell you about JDS Electrical, our sponsor. Can we, can we go home now? <laughs> yeah, can we go home Please. Now? We're, we're only going to be... You can always end it. <laughs> well, you're not going home. You're going to your sister's. You're, you're at the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is at the computer. She tells me I can end it whenever. Yeah, let me reach around and, and no, turn the computer can, off. You can sign off. I did. Follow us on <laughs> wait, social wait, wait, wait. media. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to sign off. Hold on. Right. Okay, this is, this is too crazy. Uh, right, we right. are all very what's, tired. What's I apologize. The, what's, the, what's the AOL sign-off tone? I don't remember. You guys... Oh, well, you're, you yeah. Know, I don't have you're, AOL. You know, you're older than me. Yeah, I had but, AIM. Yeah, AIM. AOL Instant Messenger. My oh. AIM handle was HeatMiser180. <laughs> oh, my God. It's because you're blonde. I get it. Uh, HeatMiser. Mine was, mine was yeah, Sparky Boy. Yeah, I loved boy. HeatMiser. <laughs> Mine was Sparky Boy. <laughs> what? I love... You, you've I seen can, the... Yeah, I can see the resemblance. No. The... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, um... She's Mr. He... Yeah, she, 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 my fault. Yeah, okay. All right, thank you for listening to episode 27. <laughs> we are going home and going to sleep. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>